0: You are listening to the fresh focus podcast where va dietitian nutritionists are serving up health and wellness information for veterans and their families in addition to being in clinic chatting over the phone or using video connect we are increasing your access with this podcast every year in march we celebrate the academy's national nutrition month and this year's theme is beyond the table these episodes provide you tips on how nutrition can not only help your health but also the environment by reducing food waste.
1: Hello everyone, and welcome to another episode of Fresh Focus. It's National Nutrition Month, and we are excited to be here today. Most of us are aware of the benefits of a plant-based diet and the joys of being able to produce our own food. When we prioritize plant foods and minimize processed ingredients, we not only improve our overall health, but we can also help protect the environment as well. Evidence supports that eating a plant-based diet can help lower environmental impacts than a diet containing meat and dairy. However, fruits and vegetables are wasted at higher rates than meat. How can we eat for our health and the environment while minimizing this waste? We will be discussing gardening and composting to address this very issue. But first, let us start by telling you a little bit about ourselves, your hosts. I am Jennifer Clark, a registered dietitian nutritionist at the VA Ann Arbor Health Care System in Ann Arbor, Michigan. I work at a couple clinical outpatient centers assisting veterans with their weight loss and nutrition goals. I changed to a plant-based diet about three years ago for my health and to improve the environment. I am always looking for ways I can make a positive impact on the environment and improve my health. I am passionate about sharing what I have learned to help make sustainable eating a reality for all of our veterans. I am here with my co-host, Becca Brannan, a registered dietitian nutritionist from Minnesota.
0: Hello, everyone. My name is Becca, and like Jennifer said, I am also a dietitian that has the pleasure of working with veterans. I work at the St. Cloud VA Healthcare System in St. Cloud, Minnesota. I work as a long term care dietitian in our CLC serving veterans on our geriatric psychiatric unit, the memory care ward, and our behavioral rehab unit and outreach program or BRU. Additionally, I cover the acute psychiatric unit. I choose to eat a plant-forward diet for the overall health benefits and to increase sustainability while eating this way. I enjoy learning about ways to be more sustainable and like to share that information with others, especially my veterans. Let's get started. Jennifer, as you mentioned, many are aware of the benefits of changing to a plant-based diet, but it is concerning that there's often more food wasted. Many are concerned and want to help but don't really even know where to start. You are correct, Becca. The amount of food waste produced and is
1: very concerning. According to the U.S. Food and Drug Administration, 30 to 40 percent of food in the United States gets wasted. On average, American households are throwing away 6.2 cups of food per week with vegetables, fruits and grains at the top of the list. This might not sound like much, but over an entire year's time, that would be enough to fill 360 medium-sized takeout containers. This waste of otherwise edible food fills up landfills and generates greenhouse gas emissions. It also costs Americans billions of dollars annually. While this issue can feel overwhelming and our efforts may seem pointless, it is important to realize that even small lifestyle changes can have
0: large impacts. I had no idea that so much food gets wasted. The food I waste not only is impacting my budget, but certainly is having an impact on the environment. What are some things I can do to reduce my food waste at home?
1: Well, it's a great question. Meal planning and understanding the meaning of date labeling on prepared foods can help prevent food waste. There are still certain foods that just do not get eaten, like banana peels, the tops of pineapples, and coffee grounds, for example. Composting may be an alternative practice that can turn routine kitchen waste into a potential hero.
0: A hero? Really? What is composting and how can it turn food waste into something usable, or as you mentioned, a hero?
1: I know that sounds like an exaggeration, but making the change from trash can to compost container really can positively impact the environment. Composting is just a natural recycling process. Food waste and lawn trimmings are broken down by naturally occurring bacteria and fungus in the soil to form compost, which is the nutrient-rich soil amendment, or we can refer to it as mulch. It is often referred to also black gold by farmers because this compost builds healthier soil, prevents soil erosion, conserves water, and
0: improves plant growth. That sounds great! Turning food waste into black gold does sound like a hero, but it also sounds a little complicated how would I start the process of composting? Composting doesn't have to be complicated.
1: Understanding the basic process can help make composting a success. It is important to first determine which foods can be composted and which foods cannot. Start with fruits and vegetables, tea bags, but make sure there's no staples in them, and coffee grounds. You should also avoid foods that attract pests, like meat and dairy products, cooked food, oil, butter, and bones. All right.
0: That's good to know which foods can be composted, but where do I store my food scraps? That's another good
1: question. A container is needed to gather those food scraps so that they can be added bit by bit to the compost mixture later. And we'll talk about that. However, fancy containers are unnecessary. You can just start with an old milk carton, I found an expensive container at a local store also that fits under my kitchen sink. I think the best container is really one that works best for your home situation. The food scraps can even be stored in a bag in your freezer or in the back of your fridge until you're ready to use them.
0: All right. That sounds easy enough. How do the food scraps go from being food scraps, though, to being the black gold that you were talking about before? Of course. You just
1: need to find a place to make the compost. Really, anyone can compost regarding a living situation. Backyard composting with a pile or a bin is the most common method, but it does require a designated space. While many choose to keep the compost in a bin, it really is unnecessary. A designated area to create a pile outside will also produce results. However, you may want to cover it to avoid some unwanted guests. When choosing a compost bin, just keep it simple, an old trash bin, an old wooden chest, or maybe whatever is on hand. It's possible to purchase those inexpensive bins also, but you don't really have to. The compost mix requires the proper balance of materials to be successful. So we have what we consider browns, which is the carbon rich materials. This includes anything like dry leaves, plant stalks and twigs, Shredded paper from home. Uh, just make sure it's not glossy or colored. Uh, shredded brown bags, shredded cardboard. Uh, again, just make sure there's no wax coating, tape or glue on those, the cardboard boxes. Uh, you can also even use untreated wood chips. These items provide the food for the microorganisms to consume and digest. You want to also have greens. Greens are the nitrogen-rich materials, and these are the food scraps that you've been keeping, and also any grass clippings or yard trimmings that you might have. They heat up the pile to create an ideal condition for the material to break down. Another thing to consider, it's important to make sure you rotate the pile to keep the air flowing. Um, It should be wet, but not too soggy. Kind of want to think of it as like a wrung out sponge. So you can just keep adding layers as you need to just keep it
0: rotated. All right. Well, thanks. That's really interesting information. A lot of stuff I never knew before. But what about if somebody has a limited outside space? For example, if they live in like an apartment or something
1: really, you know, it isn't anything you have to worry about. If outside space is limited, you just want to consider maybe uh, another opportunity to still compost. You can participate in a local community-based program, or you can also do something like vermicomposting, which is really just worm composting that you can be using indoors. Another small space idea is just fermenting your food scraps with a Japanese method called Kokashi. It just requires a special mix called Bokashi, which is really just a colony of bacteria on grain that you can use indoors in, in a smaller area.
0: Great. All right, couple more questions. How will I know when my compost is complete and then what do I do with it once it's done? Another great question, Becca. Decomposition
1: can be quick maybe a couple of months if the pile is the right temperature, if it's warmer. However, it could take much longer in the colder uh, air if it doesn't stay warm. And it's important to keep it aerated and slightly moist. Again, remember, keep rotating it and think of that wrung out sponge. The finished compost will look dark, loose and crumbly and smell like fresh soil. So once the process is complete, you have a nutrient-rich soil amendment that is ready to be added to your home garden.
0: That's awesome. What a great way to improve the overall nutrients in your home garden. Speaking of gardening, that is another great way to increase your individual sustainability and provide yourself and your family with some fresh produce. Yes. Let's talk about gardening.
1: I've always wanted to have a garden, but I just don't seem to have a green thumb. What
0: can I do about that? Well, you've come to the right place. The good news is you definitely don't need a green thumb to be successful with gardening. Gardening can be as easy or complex as you'd like it to be. If you're a novice to gardening, I'd recommend starting small with one or two plants and work your way up from there. Cucumbers and tomatoes are fairly easy to start with and oftentimes come in a pot that you don't even have to replant.
1: Wow, that seems easy enough. But what do I do with those pots and what if I
0: want more than a plant in a pot. Well, like I mentioned, you can make it as complex or simple as you'd like. The potted plants are easy to start and to learn about when you're starting with gardening. There are also options like raised garden beds, garden plots, and even arrow gardens. Arrow gardens can be a little bit more on the expensive side and are great if you want to grow herbs and small vegetables. They come with pods of seeds, a bright light, and nutrition. The user just has to set up the small contraption, get water in the reservoir, and add the plant food as it tells you. Most can be purchased for about $150 on Amazon.
1: That is really neat. But let's chat about the other types of gardening you mentioned. The raised bed and plot gardens sound interesting to me.
0: All right. Yeah, I'd love to talk a little bit more about them. Um, I actually tried gardening with raised beds for the first time this past summer, and let me tell you, it was a learning curve, mostly because I haven't done any serious gardening before. It was a fun experience, though. The raised beds are, just as the name states, raised. They are typically wood boxes that are built up and off the ground, so they're easier to reach, which definitely helps if you have back problems. You can plan what you want to plant, and then reading the directions on the plants and seeds you're planting to see how far apart the plants should go and how deep they should be in the soil. Plot gardens are what some might think of as a more traditional garden. It's just a plot of earth that is tilled up to be planted. This can be done like in your backyard, for example.
1: Okay, well, that's cool. I'm glad you had a good time with your gardening experience. And options sound easy
0: enough. So what can you tell me about the benefits of gardening? I'm so glad you asked. Not only can it be sustainable... For the person who plants the garden, tends to the garden and harvests the produce, but it's also great for the earth. It helps to improve the air and soil quality, especially if you compost like you talked about to get those nutrients back in your soil. Gardening also helps protect local wildlife and pollinators, trying to keep those bees around and healthy, amongst other insects that help keep our ecosystems healthy. Finally, gardening can be budget friendly. I didn't realize that gardening had
1: so many benefits. Tell me a bit more about the budget-friendly piece,
0: though. I think I can really get behind that. I definitely can tell you more. I'm certainly all all about budget-friendly options. Although the startup cost for a garden can be a little bit spendy, the return on that investment is huge. Depending on your space at home, you can freeze most vegetables and herbs. You can also dehydrate herbs uh, herbs if you grow them um, and then crunch them up so you don't have to purchase them at the grocery store. And then just store them in a jar like you would um, any other spice that you might purchase. If you know someone that can help or that they're able to can foods, that's a great option for keeping produce as well. The best part is you can find recipes for canning that omits most additional sugars and salt to help keep them healthy as well. Finally, keeping your food scraps and the stems from the plants, you can start making your own compost. That's awesome. And we just came full
1: circle with composting and gardening. Thank you so much, Becca, for sharing your knowledge on this topic. It's been fun to learn about it.
0: I'm so happy to share what I know. And I do have one quick veteran story. I have a veteran on the geriatric psych unit that loves to garden. He has his own personal raised bed garden where he plants a variety of vegetables, tomatoes, cucumbers, and peppers. He loves to plant the vegetables, tend to his garden, and teach other veterans about it. Although he's not great at sharing his produce when he harvested, he usually eats them up pretty quick on his own.
1: How fun for him and something to keep him busy
0: throughout the spring and summer months. He certainly does look forward to it. Well, Jennifer... I think we're getting close on time, so I think we should wrap things up. Although, I think we could keep talking all day. I agree. I think you're right. Looks
1: like we are running out of time. But on that note, what are your takeaways from
0: today? All right. To summarize what we've covered today, eating a plant based diet provides both health and environmental benefits, but can produce more waste. Composting offers a way to turn food waste into something that can be beneficial for the environment. Consider starting your own garden. Gardening not only brings more plant foods into your life, but gardening can also be good for the environment and help your budget too. You can come full circle, like you mentioned, with any waste and create compost to get those nutrients back to the earth. We hope you've enjoyed this episode. Remember to reach out to your local VA dietitians, and a big thank you to those out there listening to Fresh Focus. Please like and subscribe to this podcast, rate the series, and leave us a review.